I don't know who went first last time. I don't even remember what we did. Oh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you which kind of thing I told. I think it was Rhode Island. It was Rhode Island. We'll just have you go first for one and me go first for the other. I don't think it matters who does what. Alright, what are you telling? Um, this one's a paranormal. Where is it? Pennsylvania. Oh, I got a Pennsylvania. <laughs> How long is your pa- um paranormal? Short. Okay. This one's normal. Do you have any banter? I've decided I'm adopting another dog before we even get a house, because I don't think we're getting a house anytime soon, but... Where's it gonna live? Probably here, with me. What kind? I don't know. Some shelter dog. Hey, yeah. There's this really cute mastiff puppy that I would love to get, but I don't want to deal with another puppy. Mm-hmm. Do like a one, two-year-old younger But he's one. so cute. Or something older. Yeah. No, yeah, I've I've been telling Drew that the next dog we get is going to be at least one. Mm-hmm. Finley is, like, having such a major teenager toddler. <laughs> Isn't he almost two? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm probably getting a new dog soon, so... Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Going okay. Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and mine's a true crime, right? I don't know. Well, what are you doing? I'm doing paranormal. Okay, so then mine's a true crime. <laughs> yeah, but you asked it like I know what you're no, doing. No, 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 I know. <laughs> I asked that weird. I'm sorry. I was like, I don't freaking know. Look at your laptop. It's right in front of you. <laughs> okay. So I'm covering the kitty gang. Or at least what happened to the kitty gang. Oh, my only source is Wikipedia? That's not right. I used another source. I'm sorry, I don't know what it is anymore. Probably one of the first ones that comes up, though. I didn't go very far down the browser page. Anyway, so first we had to start off telling you about the Johnston Gang, which was founded by Bruce Alfred Johnston Sr. Um, Johnston was born in 1939. And he and one of his brothers, James, was raised by their grandmother and granddaunt. So our, like, and there there were, like, I think nine siblings in total, all by, like, various sets of parents. Yeah. It's, like, a whole bunch of half-sibling relations. Mm-hmm. And I don't, the brother he lived with, I don't even think was a full sibling, but that doesn't matter. It, other than the fact that, like, wasn't the ideal childhood. <laughs> So they never associated with their father until a few years before Bruce started doing criminal activities. So, like, he seems to have influenced it based on how that's written. So when Johnson was 15, he was expelled from school and went to juvie for a time and then did two other short stints in prison during the 60s. Mm-hmm. And at some point he starts his gang, which is mainly... Um, him and some of his brothers. Not all of them, just some. They don't specify yeah. how many he has in total for me to know. <laughs> um, they start by committing small break-ins in stores and siphoning gas from tractors. Oh, we're in Pennsylvania, by the way. <laughs> 
Um, they eventually moved to stealing cars and then switched their focus to farm machinery because they're, they're in farmland, Pennsylvania. So there's plenty of it. Um, but I do wonder how they hid it. Like, where were they moving it that they were fast enough to, like, sell it quickly? I'm confused by that. <laughs> like, where do you put a combine <laughs> that no one's going to notice? That's a good question. Right? Like, farm machinery is so big. Um, they also stole guns, antiques, and cigarettes, and just, just about anything they could get their hand on and then turn over for a good profit. So they operated primarily primarily in Chester County, Pennsylvania, but also committed crimes in Lancaster County and across the state lines into Maryland and Delaware. They committed these crimes by lockpicking, cracking safes, and disarming or averting security systems. So, like, there was a little thought and skill involved. Mm-hmm. They weren't just, like, smashing windows and dashing. Um, they would listen to police scanners and communicate on walkie-talkies. And would even, um, like, call in false reports to distract the cops at other locations. So, the gang members included, and then I have, like, a little bit of information if they were interesting. So, Bruce, the leader, um, David and Norman Johnston, who are two of his brothers, Richard Mitchell, James Griffin, and Leslie Dale, who are all ended up being witnesses in the Johnston, um, the Johnston brothers' trial. Edward Otter, Francis Matherly, and Davis Shunali. Shunali? They're just gang members. Nothing special about them. Um, Gary Wayne Crouch, who is dead. That's all Wikipedia said. I don't think it was suspicious. I think he's just now dead. (laughs) I think everybody else might be alive. Um, Then there's Jack W. Bean. Bain. B-A-E-N. Um, and he was drowned in 1970. Mind you, was drowned, not drowned. <laughs> yeah. And that was done by Richard Donnelly. No, Donnell. Richard Donnell, who was also a gang member. And then Leslie Dale, who was one of the gang members that testifies later. Um, they were both accused of drown- drowning him. So it was internal. He was probably gonna gonna talk. So that's why. <laughs> And then there's also Ansel E. Ham, who was killed by two police officers in 1972 and was sentenced to two life terms for doing so. So the chronological list of notable crimes that they committed is next. So in 1971, in August, they robbed the Dutch Wonderland Castle, which was part of the Dutch Wonderland theme park. I don't know how they just robbed the castle or why the money was kept there. But they score $33,000. Is it an actual castle? It's it's like a little Disneyland castle oh, in a Dutch okay. Wonderland theme park. Think like a nicer storybook land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they steal $33,000 worth of cash and goods from the castle. And maybe they mean theme park and just said castle because it sounded more fun. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, in 1972... Um, Ansel kills the police officers, which triggers, um, heavier investigation into the gang. And then in 1975, they target the Media Heights County Club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. They break in by drilling holes in the side of the shop to disarm the alarm system and then use dynamite to access the safe. (laughs) What year is this? 1975. Okay. They get away with 
$15,000 and money and golf equipment. And the golf equipment has never been found. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they still looking for it? I don't know. Maybe that means they found everything else that they have stolen. Anyway, in 1977, in April, the brothers transport $21,900 worth of stolen cigarettes across state lines. I don't know where they got that many. No. They steal, like, a truck or... I have no clue. Just a steal a box every time they go into a gas right, station. Right, until it adds up. Yeah. And a month later, they steal $28,000 from Longwood Gardens, which is the Botanical Gardens in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Then in 1978, um, so at some point in time in the 70s, Bruce Jr., who is Bruce the leader's son, is encouraged to form his own, like, teen gang. So Bruce and his brother James start the Kitty Gang, their own little burglary ring with, like, their friends. So then June of 1978, 19-year-old little Bruce, as he was called instead of Bruce Jr., um, is sent to prison for a petty crime. And while he is there, his 15-year-old girlfriend, Robin Miller, sends him a letter saying Bruce Sr. had raped her. Oh. Um, and this enraged little Bruce, so he spilled his guts to the police about his father's criminal empire. Okay. So in August of that same year, um, the police are now very aware of the gang's activities, obviously. Um, so they... S- and But the gang's also aware of this. So they mm-hmm. start an assassination campaign. <laughs> the gang does. <laughs> Okay. Um, to eliminate the witnesses, obviously, to, like, what the gang is doing. So Bruce Sr. and his brothers murder the whole kitty gang. So the gang that his son started. Mm-hmm. So they kill James Johnston, who's age 18 and also Bruce's son. Um, Dwayne Lincoln, age 17. Wayne Sampson age 20, and James Sampson, age 24. They are shot and buried along Devil's Road slash Cult Horse Road somewhere in Pennsylvania. Apparently that's like a road you know of around there. Yeah. Um, Bruce Jr. is now worried for Robin's safety because, like, these guys have been killed and she's involved too. Mm-hmm. So he signs himself out of protective custody to go and protect her. Because he's not, I don't think he's in prison anymore since he squealed. <laughs> but the police know he's in danger, obviously. So the Johnston brothers, so Bruce, little Bruce's father and uncles, arrive at the Miller home, shoot Robin in the face, killing her. She's 15. <laughs> um, then they shoot Bruce nine times, three of which are in the head. Um, he still manages to go back inside and phone the police. And not only that, but he survives to later testify against his father and uncles. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive, because nine times in the head, that's... How'd they all yeah, I miss that well? I understand that. <laughs> in 1979, the brothers are found guilty of stealing farm tractors in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, and are sentenced to four to nine years in prison. So I guess they're in prison now. And then in 1981, Bruce is convicted of murder 
for the deaths of Gary Crouch, James Johnston, James Sampson, Robin Miller, Wayne Sampson, and Dwayne Lincoln, and then for the attempted murder of Bruce Jr. So he, he gets six consecutive life sentences. And his brothers, David and Norman, are convicted for the murders of James Johnston, Robin Miller, Wayne Sampson, and Dwayne Lincoln. And they receive four life sentences. James Griffin is one of the, one of the former members who was used as a key witness during the trials. And he said the gang committed at least 150 burglaries. Burglaries? That's it. <laughs> and the time that they were active, which was like 1970 to 1979, so nine years, ten years. Mm-hmm. Something around there. That's quite a few to um, not get caught until you murder a whole bunch of young people. <laughs> yeah. So Norman Johnson escapes prison in 1999, but is recaptured. Um, and then one retired police officer says, nothing in my experience ever compared to what they were. They were damn good at what they did. Because to be fair, that's true. 150 burgul- burglaries and not getting caught. Except for the tractors that one time. <laughs> Yeah. And again, that's because the police were heavy on their trail at this point. Mm-hmm. So the movie At Close Range, starring Sean Penn and Christopher Walken, is based on the Johnston and Kitty Gangs. But I was like, this is so recent. Which one? Be doing um, At Close Range. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I haven't either. But that's that's how I found out about them. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I watched it, but someone was like, this is based on a true story. So I looked into it. But, like, for me, the crazy thing is these are so recent. And I, I think it's just they're in the right place. It's very rural. I think there's a lot of Amish around there because I know there's a lot of Amish in Lancaster. So I'm impressed that they got away with that many. <sighs> yeah. I don't know how they did that many in that area. Right? How was there that what much to steal to... that people weren't, like, up in arms about it? <laughs> Interesting. I've never heard of any of that. Mm-mm. Okay, so... Stemmy's Place. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. S-T-E-M-I-E-S. I don't know how else anyway, to say it. So I got my information from LafayetteInn.com, mcall.com, theodysseyonline.com, wikipedia.org, um... Lehigh Valley, Leahy, I don't know, Marketplace.com, and then PennsylvaniaParanormal.com. So this is like a really short story, but it has some things that we haven't talked about in any other paranormal stuff before, so I thought it should be included. Sounds good to me. So, a little bit of the history, there's not like a big history on it, but Semi's Place is, well, it was a restaurant in Easton... Easton, Pennsylvania, located in the historic building that was formerly known as the Black Horse Inn, which was built in 1782. It was a popular stagecoach stop for people traveling up and down the Delaware River. Um, in 2002, Maria and Al Stempo purchased the Black Horse Inn. I'm not sure if it had been used for anything before they had mm-hmm. purchased it or if it was abandoned. I'm not really sure. Um... Well, it obviously was used after that, but it was used in the 1920s. It was a popular hangout for members of the mafia 
Um, but then after that, I'm not sure, like, who really inhabited it or what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2017, a new restaurant opened there, and it was renamed Bacon Gourmet. Mm. Um, apparently, they're not very good, because a lot of reviews say there's not enough bacon. <laughs> so... I like that those are the negative. It's just, like, not enough bacon. Everything was fine, well, but, like, like, for being called Bacon Review, yeah, I, I needed say, more bacon. People were like, why is it called Bacon Gourmet? It's, like, not... Apparently, it's not mainly Well, maybe it's a last bacon name. Bacon dishes. I don't know. Bacon's a last name, but no, that's just a poor choice. it's not. They mean, not. they mean the food? Yeah. yeah. They should put more bacon in then. I mean, but gourmet doesn't mean anything to me. No. Anyway... So, let's get on to the hauntings, because that's the short history that we have. So, there are said to be four spirits who call this place home. Two of the spirits' names are unknown, but are believed to be that of former children who died in the river behind Stemmies. Oh, no. Because um, it's right along the Delaware mm-hmm. River right there. Um, so, one of the items in Stemmies is a jukebox. And it is known to play at random by itself, and they say that this is the work of a spirit named Janet, who was a previous employee of the location. Do you think she also inhabits our radio that turns on by itself? Maybe, because it is haunted. (laughs) So, that could be a connection. Um, The apparition of a little girl can be spotted in various buildings in the canal area, like right along there, and Mm -hmm. Stemmy's Place is one of them. Um... So that might be one of the little girl ghosts that they think drowned in the river. Yeah. Um, so Stemmy's Place was featured on an episode of Animal Planet's The Haunted. Um, <clears throat> shortly after the restaurant opened, staff members began seeing shadowy figures and a large black dog walking around in the basement. And Ooh. it will often disappear at the bottom of the basement steps. I like Grimm's. I know. that I saw that and I was like, okay, I think I want to cover this one even though it's really short just because I feel like that's very much like a London yeah, thing. Yeah, no, yeah. Grooms are like much a, more like England than yeah. here. So I thought that was cool. Um, so Maria and Al, the owners, the previous owners, mm-hmm. experienced several, both of them like never believed in ghosts or anything, but they experienced several chilling incidents but didn't really worry about them until their Yorkie disappeared and oh. their Doberman viciously reacted to the inn's basement. I'm not really sure what that means. And I don't know if they ever found their Corgi. <laughs> or oh, not wait. Corgi, their Yorkie. Wait, it just disappeared in the basement? They say it disappeared. But then, like, what? pictures of them it's like them in front of the restaurant holding their yorkie so it's like i guess i got it back but i'm not sure but maybe that was but multiple different articles said that exact line and i was like okay <laughs> um so after their dog started acting like super super weird around this place mm-hmm. especially the basement um they decided to do some digging and discovered the story of gangster johnny ferreira Ooh. So, in July of, well, July in the year of 1928, Severio Damiano, don't know, Mm. also known as Johnny Ferreira, Johnny the Wop, was in the tavern using the telephone by the restrooms, which was near the top of the cellar stairs. Several men suddenly burst in and opened fire. He was shot several times in the back. 
Um, and some say that he managed to pull himself down the flight of stairs where he later died from his wounds. And mm. others say that he, like, he was shot and that caused him to fall down the stairs and he later died from a traumatic head injury. Mm-hmm. But either way, he died in the basement and from either of the injuries, he was able to, like, crawl himself into a corner and that's where he was found dead by a delivery man who thought he had stepped on a sack of potatoes and oh, not a decomposing uh, body. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, he found him on July 24th. Um, so that's disgusting. And could explain why the basement's haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he's the black dog. Who knows? So mm-hmm. the main suspect for the murder was Anthony Tamburo, a.k.a. Jack Buckles. <laughs> Uh, that's the, that's real the vicious he chose for himself. Yeah, I was gonna say that's real. Um, who was eventually acquitted of Damiano's murder, but alleged accomplice Tony the bomb maker Testa. That's a better name. <laughs> was also tried but not found guilty. So the murder of Damiano remains unsolved to this day. So. And that's all documented. Like, that's all mm-hmm. real, actual mm-hmm. newspapers I could find information. Well, that's nice. Unlike most <laughs> of our haunted places. But, so, today, Damiano is stu- is said to still haunt the property. Um, he has been seen sitting at the bar and walking around the restaurant area. Um, staff reports hearing who they assume to be him walking around and the sound of someone falling down the stairs. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, staff also reports seeing a shadow walking through the basement, and they also see and, like, notice items being moved around the kitchen. Hmm. But, um, that's all I have for Stemmy's place in Easton, Pennsylvania. People falling down the stairs is, like, ghost noises. It's both, like, very sad that they keep reliving, like, but reliving what funny. killed them, but, like, a little bit. A little bit funny. Because the sound of anybody falling down the stairs is just it's funny. a little bit funny. Especially so, when they're okay. Then you can really laugh about it. Well, he was not okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't okay in he this situation. He died in the corner. But I, think he, that, that, I don't think the stairs were as related to that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, unless it was a head injury. But either way, he would have bled out in the basement, I'm assuming. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he would have tried to leave. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's the story. It's really short. Oh, it has a grim... But, yeah, that's the first one I've come across. And some specific gangster violence. In America. Which is nice. Yeah, so it has a little bit of true crime. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that's all for this episode. So try not to kill anyone and don't mess with Ouija boards. Bye. Bye.